Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins, only at KNews 98.5, broadcasting from the megalopolis of Santa Margarita. Um, we're having a great conversation with a true American hero, Kathy Stickle, who has been uh, in Ukraine for the last 18 months supporting the uh, Ukrainian war effort to make sure that they maintain their independence, rescuing abducted children, supplying troops, and um, and she has a special connection to Odessa. But before we get to that, Kathy, I wanted to mark the fact that uh, this week was the anniversary of the independence of Ukraine from the Soviet Union. Uh, it was on August 24th, wasn't it? Yes, yes, on Thursday. Um, and we all hoped there would be something special for that day. Uh, well, there sort of was. There the, was. There was the announcement of a beachhead uh, in Crimea. <laughs> well, there was also all the air defense was blown up in Crimea. There was also Prigozhin's airplane was, was sent rapidly to the earth, and he was wiped out. And there was a, a Russian top-of-the-line helicopter where the pilot defected and it was organized by the uh, military intelligence of Ukraine because they'd already pulled his family out of, out Russia, of Russia before he defected. So did he bring the helicopter with him? He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Thursday was a wonderful day, but uh, as, I've, as I've told other people who, you know, obviously people have been donating and supporting, that's how we're mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. do these things. Um, you know, our country wouldn't have made it either. Without von Steuben coming from the German lands, without Lafayette coming with help from the French, um, without those groups of people coming together, these decisions don't hold. So that Ukrainian uh, Independence Day was wonderful, and I was glad that Budanov, the military intelligence director, had had some nice uh, some nice news for us all on uh, Thursday because people were literally jumping up and cheering about about four points during the day as they're watching. Anytime you see a gigantic kaboom explosion on on Twitter or a video feed that someone sends you, not a single one of those bullets is coming for any of your friends or any of these people. We, we couldn't empty Ukraine of 40 million people. Uh, so we have to stop the invaders coming because... Well, you're, what you're saying is that if uh, if Putin was able to take over Ukraine, he'd just be setting his sights farther oh, yes, into yes. Europe or into the United States. Well, the good thing is we don't have to guess. Uh, he's actually said, and his mm-hmm. spokesmen have said, Russia has no borders, literally. Russia has no borders. Oh, my. Yes. So if you're Polish and if you're Mm -hmm. Czech, the Balts especially, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, there's so many of them in Ukraine right now running aid and fighting with the Legion just to say they will all die before they go back under what their great-grandparents did. Kathy, when you you say the Legion, you're talking about the International Legion that has assembled in Ukraine of... Mm -hmm. Of people from the United States, people from right. uh, Latvia. In- yeah, the first week of the war, that was one of Zelensky's maybe top three decisions. He's made brilliant decisions. Top three was that one to say, come fight shoulder to shoulder with us from all over the world. And people did. 
And there's even people from South America there. There are, actually. Um, I've got uh, friends there, and they're from Honduras. They're from Brazil. No, they don't speak Russian. They don't speak Ukrainian. They don't speak English. (laughs) But they are there in their bands. In fact, there's a whole Latino company within the Carpathian Sitch, which is a legendary fighting brigade. Where is the Carpathian Sitch? The Carpathians are in that in the southwest corner down by Poland, the Carpathian Mountains, uh-huh, okay. and that's a, a traditional stronghold of fighters, and from that base has come the Carpathian Sitch, and these Latino groups have been grouped together because they can communicate with each other. Sure. And, and are they defending that from Moldova, or are they no, defending actually, Odessa? Where, yes, they are. They? They're in Donetsk uh, and fighting out in the east okay. for the most part. Really? Um, to join the International Legion, you have to speak either Russian, Ukrainian, or English. Um, and then they make that work. So with the Latinos, they put them together with guys who can translate, and all you need to know is your battle commands. Like an English, uh, like an American legionnaire would know. He sure. knows fall back. Mm-hmm. He knows shoot that way. He knows run. Well, you you uh, you spent some time in Odessa, did you? You know, I had never been to Ukraine or Odessa before this war. I've just mm-hmm. always had a feeling for Odessa. And when the war was announced, I can tell you all the all the intellectual reasons why I support the war and all that. But honestly, it's just a gut thing of saying. I'm going to go, I'm defending Odessa, and to me, it's the never again principle, that Odessa's traditionally been a Jewish city, it was, you know, 30% Jewish when it became the Soviet Union. I'm not Jewish, but when I took those history classes in elementary school and we said, we'll never let this happen again, I meant it, and, and if we meant it, that means when it's happening, someone has to show up and make it stop. So I just have this sole call to go defend Odessa, and I eventually got there um, after four months working in Ukraine. What's Odessa like? You know, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, one of my dear friends in Odessa right now, who I communicate with all the time, is Ukrainian. He came up to me with anger and tears in his voice and said, I'll show you why Putin wants to wants Ukraine and wants Odessa. And he poured apricots and cherries into my hands. <laughs> it's a lot like the best of the dream of Southern California. Ah, it's okay. got a Riviera look to it sure. and fruit trees and all that kind of stuff. It's warm. It is warm. Yeah, compared to uh, Very Moscow. Very much so, yes. Which is why the Russians really want it. Well, and it's got the it's... best, one of the great deep water ports of the whole mm-hmm. world. And for China to be able to develop its center and east, it's got to be able to ship things out through the Black Sea. So it's now, my impression is that it's right near the um, Danube yes. River there. Yeah, yeah. So that, they can ship actually up into the rest of Europe. Yes. But, I mean, that is one thing to move aid up. But the real, the big idea of Odessa is that all the grain and everything produced, all of Ukraine's farm products can be sent out to the world markets. And all of Russia and China's produced, manufactured Things can go out to the world markets through the Black Sea because the Dardanelles, which is the ex- the exit gate, is the busiest shipping lane in the world. That's that goes through Turkey. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I guess I've been told there's a treaty with Turkey uh, since at least World War One that no 
combat vessels can go through the Dardanelles during a period of war. Well, that is true, but all of those words are are highly stretchable in mm-hmm. in both directions according to who wants them stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, Erewhon, who you know is more of an authoritarian, I'm not an Erewhon fan, but this is a situation where he has seen his fate to be improved by going with with the West with democracy and open societies. So he, in fact, said yesterday, no, Crimea is Ukraine, Odessa is Ukraine. And he has more than, he has the second say after the American president as far so as he, internationals. He might let uh, the American uh, ships Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Oh, well, okay. first of all, Stu, they're there already. <laughs> wow. Okay, there's a secret given away again on the radio well, here. Well, there's, gr- there's a group of boys, uh, young men, and they're just these nerds, and they track ships, and they track mm-hmm. submarines, and they track airplanes. And you can just watch them on their little Twitter feeds telling you this ship came from this port, and here's what it's registered, and here's what it's doing. There you go. There you go. Well, now, uh, you have come back to America. Are you planning on going back to Ukraine? I, I am, yes. I'm, I am I really feel like I'm going back. I'm going back to that uh, southeast corner, Odessa and Kherson, to help with uh, Crimea. My dear friends there are, are just dealing with waves of refugees coming out of Crimea. Um, you know, Zelensky said three weeks ago, Everybody out. People are getting through the Russian lines. Um, the Russians also. Are you a Russian or are you a Ukrainian at this point? Uh-huh. Uh, re- okay. Russia took Crimea in 2014. Yes. So we've got nine years of people living there, nine years of passport swapping. But Zelensky has said everybody who doesn't want to get blown up, if you can't get out, if you can, and we will feed you, we'll get you housing. Don't worry about it. But also. If you must stay in Crimea, you stay away from anything that looks military, any fuel points, because they're all going. They are, and we're watching them go. We, we literally watch them in real this, time. This week, yes. a lot of them yes, went. Yes, they did. were blown up. Uh, and a landing from the from the Black Sea mm-hmm. by Ukrainian forces. Yes. Uh, that's actually very... They, they've been infiltrating that for a while. Our, you know, everyone's thought was they're all going to jump up one day and say, ta-da, we're here in Crimea. Well, now that you're back in the United <laughs> States, of course, you can see the political atmosphere yes, here. Yes. Uh, this last week, we had the uh, the debate of the Republican presidential mm-hmm. candidates. Uh, were you heartened by any of the folks in that? Were you concerned by any of the there were some, statements? There, there were some moments uh, a few months ago when, obviously, people Putin spends his money, you know, uh, he invests in people, and some of those people have run for office in our country. And some of those people want to stop Ukraine from getting aid, and we'll say, you know. Uh, so, yes, I'm I'm glad to hear that most of the Republican candidates had come across to say, no, Ukraine needs to be free. We're still going to jump in on that. There you go. Well, we're coming up on a break, folks. Stay tuned. You're listening to Kathy Stickle here on Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We'll see you on the other side of these important ads. <laughs> 